Hey, we want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to join us on the JF Podcast. It is our hope that this most recent talk teaches you, inspires you, and challenges you to live the life you were designed to live. If this message has helped you in some way, help someone else by sharing it. And if you want more information about who we are, what we do, or you'd like to contribute to our community, you can find us at JolietNaz.org. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, it is my pleasure to be here this morning with you. Uh, I always have this dream and a purpose. Uh, every time we come to the house of God, my hope is that everybody will leave this building. Everybody will walk out of this building blessed and empowered and a spiritual recharge for a new week. That's my, that's my hope that everybody will walk away from here and they will say it was a blessing to come and worship the Lord this morning. So I'm sure God will speak to our heart this morning. As you, as you can tell, uh, uh, like I was telling some people uh, earlier this morning, yes, I do have an accent. Yes, I am Mexican. Yes, yes, I am from Mexico. I know what you're thinking. Like, like, geez, this guy has an accent. Where is he from? So I am from Mexico. Uh, I was born there. I've been here in the United States five and a half years now. I was in Kansas City two and a half years doing my master's degree. Then I moved to Bourbonnais. Uh, I'm a professor at Olivet. I teach Old Testament there. I work with the district office with finance. And right now I'm interim pastor at Chicago Northside. Uh, I've been able to preach in English uh, most of the times. Last year I preached more in English than in Spanish. Uh, I think this year I have preached in English. Like uh, so far I have preached like already 10 times this year, all of them in English. Uh, something I never dreamed I was going to be doing, but here I am, you know, like preaching in English, and uh, I'm so excited. Uh, I know we have some Hispanics here, or at least we have some people that speak Spanish. Allá atrás, allá atrás hablan español, they speak Spanish over there. Yes, Dios los bendiga. God bless you all. Uh, maybe one day, you know, I'm going to start preaching in, in, in Spanish, and we'll have a translator uh, to English, so who knows? Today I'm going to preach on uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. The book of Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. That's the sixth book of the Bible in the Old Testament. So we have a really cool story there. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, it is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It is not my favorite because I have a lot of favorite verses, but this one, this one is really powerful because of the context, because what's going on there. Probably most of you have read the verse before, but we will go through it this morning again. So let's read Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. I have the English standard version, so it will sound a little bit different for you. But it reads like this. I'm going to ask you to stand up so we can honor the word of the Lord, please, so we can read it together. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. And it reads like this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful day. Thank you for the gift of life, and thank you for the opportunity to come and worship you for who you are. 
I ask you that your Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts, but most important, we will put into practice what we learned this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, careful with me, I'm Hispanic, so we Hispanic, we tend to preach a lot. In Mexico, some, some pastors, they still preach for one hour. So for how long I'm going to preach today? Who knows? We will be here for a long time. For 10 minutes, I don't know. So that, that's an exciting thing. It's a good thing you're laughing. Yes, uh, it's a good thing you're laughing. Um, I was telling some people this morning, uh, my grandfather, my mom's dad, um, he, he grew up in a really low-income family. He was poor. At the age of 12 years old, his dad told him, you are 12 years old, you are enough, old enough to start working and bring some money to the family. 12 years old. So my grandfather, he gave up school, he quit school, so he started working to earn some money and bring it to the house. Can you imagine that, 12 years old, all the dreams in your head, in your heart, but now you have to work. And he, his first job was at this hotel. He started cleaning the bathrooms at the hotel. 12 years old, cleaning bathrooms. But my grandfather had this dream. He wanted to learn English. Of course, he didn't have the money to go to school and pay for English classes. So what he did, he started like collecting uh, soda cans, pop cans, and he used to exchange those for money. So he had enough money to pay for the bus and go to the a free English school. At the same time, he was working at the hotel cleaning bathrooms. You know, uh, after some months, he started learning English. Probably his English wasn't the best one, but at least he was trying. Uh, so one day, uh, he was at the hotel, and the person in charge of the tourists, because at the hotel, a lot of people from the United States used to go there. So one day, the tourist guy didn't show up. So, and the owner of the hotel and the manager, the two of them, they were there, but they needed somebody that speak English so he could take care of the tourist guy. So the manager was like, the tourist guy is not here. Does anybody speak English? So, you know, we have my grandfather, the, the person that in charge of cleaning the bathrooms. He said, well, I'm taking classes right now. I mean, my English is not perfect, but at least I can try. Of course, the manager, he didn't have any other options. So he said, okay, the cleaning bathroom guy, Please, you, you're in charge. So my, fa my grandfather, you know, that day, he was the tourist guy and everybody loved him. So the manager was amazed about like this guy who used to be in charge of the bathrooms. He was like, who are you? Like how everybody loves you. So my grandfather I was promoted. So now he stopped cleaning the bathrooms. Now he was in charge of taking all the tourists from the United States to go and to take them to see the city in Mexico. Uh, a couple months later, uh, the manager of the hotel, he says, like, this guy is different. He doesn't drink. He doesn't uh, say bad words. He goes to church on a Sunday. Who is this guy? Like, who are you? You know, and God gave him favor before the manager of the hotel. So a couple months later, he was promoted again. So my, my, my grandfather, he was killing it. He was like, man, I'm on fire here. So he kept working hard. But he kept praying and he kept reading the Bible. Years later, uh, the owner of the hotel, he got the, uh, my grandfather got the attention of the owner of the hotel. 
So now it's like the owner was like, why? I mean, tell me more about you. How come you go to church on Sunday? You're young, but you don't go to nightclubs. You're young, but you don't say bad words. Like, who are you? My, the owner of the hotel eventually made my grandfather the manager of the hotel. So the person that starts cleaning the bathrooms now, he was the manager. He was the right hand of the owner of the hotel. Years later, uh, my grandfather was doing really good. God prospered my grandfather, and he had uh, enough money to start his own businesses, and he started traveling to China, Japan, Italy, United States. He was all over the world just making business, and God prospered him a lot. And I remember when I finished college, uh, my grandfather, he went to my uh, ceremony, and he told me at dinner, Carlos, I'm going to give you one advice. Uh, I thought he was going to offer me a job, but he didn't. He just gave me an advice. So I was like, okay, yeah, just give me the advice. Hopefully it's a, uh, you know, a job, but no, he didn't. <laughs> but he told me this. I want to give you this advice. Take it or not, that's up to you, but I'm going to give it to you. You have to fear the Lord and keep reading the Bible because it is in the Bible that God, that God will guide you. You have to keep the word of the Lord in your heart, but you have to obey what is in the Bible. That was his advice. He told me that. He told me, God has blessed me a lot, Carlos, but I've been faithful to the word of the Lord. My grandfather, he passed away three years ago, but I always remember the advice that he gave to me six years ago to read the word of the Lord. The verse that we just read this morning, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua. Moses now is retired. For 40 years, the people of Israel, or the Hebrews, they have been wandering in the wilderness 40 years. Now Moses is retired, so now God is saying, Joshua, you, the young guy, you are in charge of leading the people of Israel into the promised land. Now is Joshua. He's a really young guy. So now, uh, in this context, the people of Israel, they are here. The river Jordan is right here, right here, and the promised land is just right there. People can see. They are able to see the promised land. So they are excited. For 40 years, they have been wandering in the, the wilderness, and finally, the promised land is just right there. So before they cross, before they cross, God spoke to Joshua and told him, verse 8, Joshua. You have to pay attention to the, to the law, the law of Moses. You have to read it. You have to meditate on it day and night because that's the only way. That's the only way you will have success and I will prosper you. That's the only way. There's no other one because Joshua, he was really young. He didn't know what to expect. He didn't know what was coming once they crossed the River Jordan. He just didn't know. Can you imagine young? You didn't know what's going to happen. The only thing Joshua had is the law of, the, the, the law of Moses, or the word of the Lord. So God is telling him, you, sh you have to meditate day and night because I will prosper you and you will have success. That's the commandment God gave to Joshua before crossing the river Jordan. Is the Bible reliable? Of course, he, of course it is. It is the word of the Lord. Of course. However, the way we show that we trust what the Bible says, that is the word of the Lord, is by reading the Bible. 
It's by believing that this is the word of the Lord. That's the way we're showing that we actually trust God in what he says by reading the Bible. Sometimes, you know, we make mistakes. Uh, we have been Christians for our entire life, but for some reason we stop reading the Bible. And that's, that's a really critical point because if God is telling Joshua, meditate on it day and night, you know, that's so important and crucial. Is the Bible reliable? Yes, it is. It is the word of the Lord. I remember uh, when I was 22 years old, I was growing spiritually. I wanted to pray more. I started fasting. I started reading uh, the Bible. I used to wake up at 5 a.m. to pray. I just wanted more. I just wanted to know more about God. And at that time, 22 years old, you know, I changed my major. I was uh, doing economics, but then I changed to business. And I was like, God, what is my purpose here? I'm going to change my major now. I don't know, you know, what to study. Is it business? Is it not? What am I doing here? You know, I didn't know what was my purpose in life. That was my question when I was 22 years old. And I was like, what am I doing here? Like, well, did you create me for something? Why, what do you want me to do here on earth? And I remember, you know, reading the Bible. And this is so important, reading the Bible. One day God told me in the Bible, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So that day, I believe God was speaking to me through the Bible, and I believe that. I believe that God had set me apart to preach the gospel. And I believe, I believe what the Bible was saying. Six years later, I'm at Joliet preaching in English. <laughs> at that time, I was using, you know, I was changing my major, like economics, business, but I was reading the Bible. And I do believe what the word of God told me that day. And because I believe, now I'm here. Something that I never dreamed before. Preaching in another language. Because I believed what the Bible was telling me. God through the Bible. So sometimes in life, you will go through life and you will ask the question, what is my purpose here? I have met many people that say, you know, what is my purpose in life? Some people commit suicide because they don't know what they're doing here. But if you read the Bible, God will reveal to you what is your purpose in life. Is the Bible reliable? Yes, it is. It is the word of the Lord. But we have to read it because it is through the Bible that God will show you what is your purpose in life. If you are wandering in life, probably you are 50, 60, 30 years old, 12, and you don't know what your purpose in life is, here's the secret. Start reading the Bible. Like, read it. Like, pray. Ask God, God, please answer me. And I promise you, God will reveal what your purpose in life is. And he will take you places that you never dreamed before. He will do it. Sometimes I'm amazed, you know, I, I, I live in Bourbonnet. I teach Old Testament. I'm preaching in English. And I was like, man, I never dreamed. Like, five years ago, six years ago, I was still in Mexico in business school. Because I believe now I'm here. The second point I want to talk, uh, the first one was like, God will reveal your purpose in life if you read the Bible. The second point is, um, we go through challenging times. Sometimes we feel 
that we are losing direction. We don't know where to go. Because like the struggles, like the whole soul, the challenging times will make us doubt. Like wh where are we heading now? What are we doing? I read the testimony of a lady that uh, for many years she was not able to find a job. She was applying to many jobs. She wanted a, a job really bad. She was praying. But for some reason, she couldn't find a job. So she was like, well, you know, uh, I'm in the waiting time. So she was like, I have never read the Bible before. So she started reading more the Bible. So because she was just waiting for a job. So she was applying and she was like, okay, my purpose for this year, I have the time. I don't have a job, but I have the time. I want to read the Bible in one year because she had never read it before, like completely. She ended up reading the entire Bible in one month. I mean, she had the time. So in one month, she read the entire Bible. It was in that process of reading the Bible for one month that God started putting in her heart to do ministry in Africa. So she was like, she always wanted to work for a nonprofit organization. But it was in that moment that God was telling her that probably her ministry, well, not probably, her ministry was in Africa. So she went, after two months, she went to Africa. You know, they invited her to go there. She started preaching. And then she started a nonprofit organization in one of the countries in Africa. So now she's the director of the nonprofit in Africa. And a lot of people are sending her money, like, come on, keep going. Your ministry is, we want to support your ministry. And she gives her testimony. It was in those times that I just didn't know, you know, what was the direction I needed to go. I just didn't. But she started reading the Bible. She started reading the Bible. In one month, she read the entire Bible. And God was speaking through her through the Bible. Through the Bible. It is in those difficult times, because all of us, we will go through difficult times. You and me, we will go through those difficult times. And it's better, and you better, be reading the Bible in those difficult times, because the word of the Lord is the only thing that will speak to you. During those times, because you need direction. The church is there for you, and the church will help you. But what better than to read the Bible in those difficult times? And God will reveal to you amazing things. It is in the struggle that you have to be reading the Bible even more. Even more. The third point I want to tell you um, is about miracles. The Bible talks about miracles. Do you know that? Yes. The Bible talks about miracles. And we still believe, we still believe that God is doing miracles nowadays. You know, I've been in places that they say, oh, you know, don't pray for healing. Because what if the person doesn't heal? Well, you know, uh, Jesus said that to pray for the sick people. That was a commandment that Jesus gave us. Just pray for the, for the sick. I mean, whether they, they're healed or no. Jesus said, pray for them. So we have to still pray for those miracles. And some people say, like, well, you know, what if they don't heal? Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes God doesn't heal some people. Why? I don't know. I Seriously, I don't have an answer for that. God has the answer, but I don't know why some people they heal and why some other people don't heal. God has the answer. I just don't have it. I just know that the Bible says we have to pray for the sick. And my, my older brother, his name is Ruben. Uh, he's 
almost 35 years old. Uh, he has a lot of energy. He wants to be a diplomat in, of the country of Mexico. He studied international relations or international affairs. So he's really smart, brilliant. But my, in his birthday, my parents always tell the testimony about my brother, Ruben. Uh, he's almost 35. So when he was born, uh, you know, everybody in the family was so excited because he was the first one from my father's side and from my mother's side. He was like the very first one. He was the, grand, the first grandchild, the first one. So everybody's so excited, so happy. But my brother, he was born with, uh, he was born really sick. So he, uh, for one month, he was at the hospital. So they were praying, uh, but nothing happened. You know, they were praying for healing, for healing, for healing, but nothing happened, nothing happened. My brother was really sick at the hospital. And uh, the doctor talked to my parents, and the doctor said to them, uh, you, you have two options here. You, if you want to keep moving forward, your son will have a really bad quality of life. He will need to spend a lot of time in the hospital. He will need a lot of medicine. Your life will be really hard. It will be really stressful. Your, your son has to come to the, will have to come to the hospital many times. So it will be a struggle. That's what the doctor said to my parents. So the first option is like, unplug your son. I mean, because he was with all these, uh, you know, machines and everything, and just let him die. The other option, you know, you just keep moving forward and you, you, you will go through all the struggle. So my parents were like, what should we do? So, you know, they called the church and the church start praying and start fasting and everything. But my brother did not improve. So my parents talk and they say, okay, let's, uh, let's uh, our son die. If it's going to be a struggle, we have talked to many doctors he has been in the hospital for months. There's nothing else we can do. We pray, we fast, we have done everything. And they say, just let him die. Well, my grandmother, my mom's mom, she's a woman of faith, and she has a really strong character. So she said to my mom, no. If the Bible says that God is doing miracles, he will do a miracle. But my mom was like, we have tried everything. We already fast, we already pray. And my grandmother was like, no. If God says he's a God of miracles, he will do it. She's a really strong woman, like seriously. Uh, just my mom is the same, like really strong character. So, you know, now my grandmother was like, we have to pray for a miracle. Well, keep, keep praying for a miracle. So, but my parents decided we were just going to let him die. The next morning, you know, after praying again because of my grandma to pray for a miracle, the next morning, uh, my dad went to the hospital, and he went to the section where my brother was, but he went there, and he didn't see my brother. So he was like, he already died. Probably he died during the night. But the nurse, she was there, and she is, when she saw my dad, she started running to talk to my dad, and she had this smile, big smile. And my, my, my dad was like, where is my son? Did he already die? And the nurse was like, no, he didn't die. During the night, like 3 a.m. in the morning, a person wearing really weird clothes, really weird clothes. It was like white. The person had long hair. He walked in. He grabbed your son, kissed him, and put him back. 
After that, your son starts crying because he, he was hungry. For one month, my brother had to, uh, he, he didn't drink milk or anything. But right after the person put him back, he started crying because he was hungry. Then the doctor came, and your son is not sick anymore. So we moved him to the other section with all the babies. So now your son is healed. And my dad was like, who was that person? <laughs> like, who, 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 who broke security and walked in? You know, real nice hospital that everybody just walk in. But the lady, you know, she was like, I was just so excited that your son was crying and alive that once again, I don't know who the person was. The person was wearing really weird clothes, but now your son is healed. Now my brother is 35 years old, almost 35 years old. He's healthy. He has traveled the world. He wants to be a diplomat. But now, at the surprise, this last year, he also started seminary because now he wants to be a pastor. Is the Bible reliable? Yes, it is the Word of God. It is the Word of God. But it's by reading the Bible that we show that we trust God, that His Bible and His Word is real. Here's the thing. Sometimes we make the mistake to stop reading the Bible. And that's, that's crucial because if you are not reading the Bible, you have to think again what you're doing. Because the, you cannot live without the Bible. It's just impossible. This, the Bible says that we have to read the Bible and we, we, we should want the Bible more than, than the food that we eat every day. That should be the Bible for us. Is the Bible reliable? Yes. It is the Word of God. The video was, uh, one of people of the video was saying, like, it was, you know, there's here for a coincidence, or, you know, I, I don't know if the Bible is, is, is true or no. We shouldn't take the Bible like the way it is written. Well, is the Bible reliable? Yes. Yes, it is. Some people say, well, you know, I don't hear God. He's not speaking to me anymore. Are you reading the Bible? Because the Bible is the Word of God. And if we read it, God will speak to us. He will. That's who He is. We have miracles. The Bible says pray for the sick. And I encourage you to do it. But what if it doesn't heal? That's not, that's not up to you. The Bible says pray for the sick. I'm going through challenging times. I need direction. Read the Bible and God will show you the direction. He will. I don't know what my purpose in life is. Read the Bible. And God will show you the purpose in your life. Because the Bible says that God has a plan for you to give you a hope and to give you a future. And I'm going to ask you to close your eyes right now and just think about this. Are you reading the Bible? Like how many times did you read the Bible this week? Some of you might say, man, I, I barely opened my Bible this week. So my people say, I didn't even know where I leave my Bible. I don't know where I left my Bible. Some of you might say, yeah, I read it. Yes, I'm doing a good job. Whatever your answer is, this week you can do better. That's the question. Can I do better? This week you have a new opportunity. If you have, if you have been a Christian for many years, but then you stop reading the Bible, hey, 
you have a new opportunity. If you're breathing this morning, you have another opportunity. You can do better this week. And I can guarantee you, I guarantee you, God will speak to you this week. If you seek God, He will speak to you.